another episode of Pick Six Nation. This is going to be episode 24. And my guest for this episode is Jake Kaufman. Jake, thank you for coming on. Hey, Mike. Once again, thank you for asking me to join your show. It's always great to talk to you. No problem. And thank you. It's always great to talk to you too. All right. Now let's uh, talk about our topics for the show. Uh, first is Mike Tomlin frustrated about Eric Bieniemy not getting head coaching position. Uh, second, DeAndre Hopkins still finds it funny that he was traded for only a second round pick. Uh, third, Duke Johnson released by Texans. Fourth, Kyler Murray donates 60,000 meals to North Texas Food Bank. Fifth, Antoine Winfield donates Super Bowl fine to school. Sixth, high school football player that trash talked Cam Newton apologized. Seventh, son of former Packer loses dad's Super Bowl ring. And eighth, Bears and Russell Wilson. All right, now let's start with the Mike Tomlin thing. Uh, I'm going to share my screen. Uh, hang on one second. Don't worry. Just uh, oh. You know, whatever, it, it, it's fine, whatever. Um, what do you think? No, honestly, I was really surprised that he didn't get a head coaching job when he was linked to like the Falcons job who went to Arthur Smith, the Texans job that went to the, I believe it was the offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. I don't understand how he didn't get a head coaching job or at least like you don't get a chance for a second interview. Nobody... A lot of teams were intrigued to talk with him, but nobody hired him. It made no sense. I mean, look at Matt Nagy on the Chicago Bears. He's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. He coached the offense, and now look at him. He, he's taken the Bears to a 12-4 and four season. Like It's been proven that guys coming from the Andy Reid coaching tree have had success as head coaches. Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl, and now he's out of the league. I mean, he's out of the league now, but he has a Super Bowl ring in his five years coaching the Philadelphia Eagles. There's been success from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and I thought that he would be given a shot. I thought Houston would pull the trigger with him because maybe you could try and consider keeping Deshaun Watson to make him happy enough that it's like you're getting an offensive-minded coach instead of a defensive-minded coach, and they're going to build around their offense after trading away DeAndre Hopkins. I thought that would have made the perfect sense for him to be in Houston. I just didn't understand why nobody decided to hire him. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. He should have a head coaching job. He's very much proven himself in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, Houston, I think Houston, Houston would be a great fit for Eric Bannon. I would yeah. agree with you there too. Yeah, change the, change the scenery of Houston. I mean, you just let J.J. Watt go. The, Jadavion Clowney is in Tennessee and now going to re-enter free agency again. It's now your offense is your best weapon. Get an offensive mind to coach and see what happens. Right. Maybe you could try right. and intrigue, like what I mentioned before, intrigue Deshaun Watson enough to like, look, we have an offensive minded coach. We're going to build around the offense now instead of the defense. We're going to be building up that defense. But it's like we got an offensive minded coach and we're hoping that the offense can win us games. And our defense could get a couple stops. Like I like Arthur Smith got his shot with Atlanta. 
Like, look at what he's done to that Tennessee offense with the RPO. He's turned, he's basically turned Ryan Tannehill into an MVP caliber quarterback. He's gotten Derrick Henry to run for over 2,000 yards and lead the NFL in rushing for two straight seasons. Like, what more, like, somebody like him has proven himself. And how is Eric hasn't been able to prove himself? He's gotten Mahomes an MVP. He's led his he's led his offense to two Super Bowls with one victory. How has he not proven himself enough like that? I just don't understand. I think the numbers of Mahomes and the Chiefs offense who have been one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, I would hire him on the spot if I want to be an offensive minded team. I'd hire him. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I I really do agree with you. Um. Do you have anything else? No, I think I think I ranted enough. Like, who is it, Stephen A? <laughs> yeah, right, right. All right, now let's go to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, waiting for this to load. Jake, what do you think about uh, what DeAndre Hopkins? said what do you what do you think about that oh i'm totally with him how do you get i still can't believe arizona got one of the best one of the top wide receivers in the nfl for a second round pick and giving up david johnson Kenyon drake's been a great back for them i kind of felt that even heading into that offseason they were going to move on from david johnson because Kenyon drake had proven himself enough to be a lead back because like a lot of people never knew what he could do as a lead back because some people forget that he came from Alabama. He was stuck behind Heisman Trophy winner, Derrick Henry, who's been take, tearing the, taking the league by storm the past two years. He's never had the chance to truly be the lead back. He's always been second fiddle to somebody like Derrick Henry. And it's like, now he's finally gotten a shot in Arizona. And it's like, look, they traded away a fifth round pick for him. That was totally worth a fifth round pick. And now he traded a second round pick to get one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And you almost got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray almost went to a, to a playoff game. If it wasn't for the bears, surprisingly getting an eight and eight record to end the year and having a better strength, strength of opponents win percentage because they beat the, the defending now defending Super Bowl champs that they had more quality wins over, over Arizona. I think Arizona has a bright, nice, bright future with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, I mean, he pulled off that miracle catch. Like, he just shown that he was worth that second-round pick, and Arizona won that trade. I still can't believe they got him for only a second-round pick. I thought it would take one or two first-round picks to even touch Hopkins. Right. I, um, I'm still in shock of the fact that Houston even traded him at all. Yeah. Um, It makes me think of the Gridiron Heights video for the virtual draft. And then you got Bill O'Brien being being himself and then go, the hackers just telling me to do whatever I was planning to do. <laughs> or it says you're good. It's basically trolling Bill O'Brien. That's like, you made some bad decisions as a GM. You made some good ones, but then you made some bad ones like trading away DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick. Even the year before, he traded Jadavion Clowney for a second round pick and and two special teams guys two special teams players to trade him to seattle i think that just proved 
he was never meant to be a GM. And people and sadly teams took advantage of it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Arizona got a gift with DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. Really and now good. look, we have a possibility, maybe even heading into next year, we could see three teams out of the NFC West, or even all of them, we could possibly see all of them if it wasn't for all the injuries with the 49ers. We could see all four of them battling for a playoff spot. I think that, I think honestly now the the NFC West is the most competitive and best conference, best division to play football in the NFL. Each team can make the playoffs, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right. Uh, do you have anything else? No, I think I, think I, think I said enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now let's go to Duke Johnson. Uh, Jake, what do you think of them releasing Duke Johnson? Honestly, that that kind of surprised me. I mean, he's shown enough. He's always been like one of those reliable. Reliable number two backs, especially with somebody like David Johnson, who can be a pass catching back, but to keep him healthy, you need to have somebody behind him to pass catch. Like basically Bill O'Brien and his offensive coordinator were running like what New England does. Backs by committee. You got one guy who's a lead power back, just going to get a bunch of handoffs and somebody like Duke Johnson, who's like a James White in the Houston Texans offense to just catch passes out of the backfield and occasionally get five to six runs, get him like 20, 30 yards, maybe 40. 40, 50 yards through the air. It's like nice little balance, but I do understand why they let him go. It's for salary cap reasons to hopefully try and get another one. But I think Duke Johnson can easily find a new home somewhere. He's proven himself enough that he doesn't have to be a lead back. He could be a number two back, maybe Green Bay. They've been linked to James White. Maybe I think Green Bay should take a shot with him with Duke Johnson if you want to try and get Aaron Jones, because I'm sorry, you are not going to be able to afford Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones, and I'd rather sign Aaron Jones over Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams will easily find a new home. I think he'll sign with Miami. I think Miami signs him, and maybe Miami drafts with their multiple first-round picks. They draft somebody like Najee Harris. I think that would be a perfect combination of the two of them. You got somebody like Jamal, pass, big back, pass catching. Najee Harris could be a workhorse. I think it would work perfect in Miami. I think Duke Johnson finds a home in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I think Green Bay, I, I agree with you on Green Bay. I think he could definitely uh, find some good playing time there for sure. Uh, I agree with your analysis on Duke Johnson. And yeah, hopefully uh, the best uh, going forward for Duke Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And was it... Um, Jamal Williams, is Jamal Williams also, or no? Yeah, Jamal Williams is a free agent along with Aaron Jones. Yeah, and uh, best of luck uh, to Jamal Williams and um, Aaron Aaron Jones too. Hopefully the best going forward. Yeah, this honestly, this is going to be a fun free agency when it opens up later, when free agency opens up in two weeks. This yeah. should be fun to see. Yeah, it's going to be great class, great class of guys. It should be really interesting to see who gets who. It's going to be a nice bit fun bidding war for guys. Yeah, I agree with you. 
Uh, I, I, you know, I also think what's going to be fun is the NFL draft. I think that's going to be very interesting too. Oh, another, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can have it like, you know, on site, no fans or something, or maybe allow fans that have gotten the COVID shot and just like, you know, show proof, but still like, you know, social distance, wear masks. Like I say at most, maybe, maybe like 500, maybe a thousand fans there. So that way you can allow all the families and stuff, because this was an interesting draft last year where many of the guys were at home with their families, but they never got to experience Las Vegas. Right. Right. I think this year, I think at worst, don't invite fans to the event, but have all the players and their families in the green room. Yes. I think that would be the best scenario for the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you there on that scenario, for sure. Um, yeah, do you have anything else here? No, I think no, I think I said enough. I think I said enough, and well, as the possibility of where maybe a possible new home for Duke Johnson. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, I'm excited for free agency, too. Yep. All right. Yeah, should be good. All right. Now let's go to Kyler Murray. And uh, this is a great thing that Kyler Murray did. Yeah, it is. It's always nice to hear from guys, guys giving back to their old homes because he had a lot of success and we've seen the results of what happened with that Texas. We've seen that huge pile up of cars, over a hundred vehicles in a pile up. We've seen all those waters breaking. We've been sadly hearing stories of people dying from hypothermia in their sleep because it's so cold because there's no heating and anything like i've even seen stories about they are telling people don't even shower don't drink the water they're finding a they're finding parasites in the water it's like awful and i'm just happy that kyler was able to do what he can since he's from texas he grew up in texas won multiple state championships he's giving back to his home it's always nice to hear those nice stories of guys giving back to their old, to their communities, because if it wasn't for their upbringing, they wouldn't be who they are today. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's really, uh, it's really sad with those people that Texas had to go through and uh, rest in peace to all the people who've died. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with the family. Yes. And also uh, we hope uh, the best for the people of Texas going forward too. Yep. Yeah. It's getting, even out here, it's getting warmer. So hopefully for them, it's getting a little bit warmer and they can finally figure out how to get heating and everything back up and working. Yeah. Again, props to Kyler Murray for doing that. Yeah. Just, just doing what he can to give back. It's yeah. always nice to hear that. All right. Uh, do you have anything else or? Nope. All right. All I'm good. All good. All right. Now let's go to Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, uh, yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. did a really good thing by making the donation. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand why he did the peace sign. I mean, Tyreek Hill got him with the peace sign peace sign earlier in the year of him when he blew right by him it was only right I totally find that kind of trash talking right to do especially in that situation like that give it back to him <laughs> right. but he turned it into a positive 
I don't remember exactly what was the amount for his fine, but that was a nice donation to his to a school and the kids and everybody else will hopefully benefit greatly from his contribution. Yes. I I hope the same things that you're saying too. I hope they benefit. Um, I agree with your uh, with your take on this too. And yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? Nope. All I gotta say is for Tyreek Hill, revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> All right, now let's go to the high school football player apologizing about trash talking Cam Newton. Um. Oh my god. All right. Uh, it was the right move for that player to apologize. Yeah. No, and I understand with him trash talking, it was probably like, you know, a heat of the moment thing. All competitors have that. Some guys like, you know, you want to trash talk a little bit. And I do understand with him, it was like probably something like the heat of the moment. It's just his competitive nature, if you understand like a lot some people have that competitive nature and they want to say something trash talk to the other person to their opponent which I do understand but I think he took a great approach and not just took it public that he apologized like I know it was just a note but he doesn't have to do that he could just like you know anonymously just written it to cam but he decided to put it all out there that's like that's not the person i am i'm gonna be the bigger person i'm gonna apologize and it seems like it's all good between him and cam newton and i think he took a right approach of not just addressing it to cam himself but also putting it out there to show that is not who i am this is the real me yeah it was a good move by that kid i i i totally agree with you and yeah. you have anything else oh. No, I don't think so. Right. Let me trying to I think I paused that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh what's the super the let's talk about the this son uh losing the former Packers player uh super super boring. That's that's insane. Yeah, and I'm just seeing this. It's from Super Bowl two, so we're going back almost. We're going back almost over sixty years. Next year, it'll be sixty years since Super Bowl two. It's just yeah. that's just a crazy story. You lost your dad's Super Bowl two ring. It's like if if it's gone for good, I don't know how they can recreate that ring. That's just crazy that he yeah. lost his ring. Yeah, that's that's a crazy thing. Hopefully uh, he finds it, but I would say if he does find it, don't touch it ever again or take it out in public. Like, I understand yeah. you're wearing it because it's like, you know, you remember, it's how you remember your dad. But I think now after this whole experience, it's now meant to be put back in a, in a plexiglass case and just kept out for generations to show that, that someone in our family won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully that ring gets found too. Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right. Now let's go to 
the Bears and Russell Wilson. Uh, this is insane. Um, and as a Bears fan, I'd like Russell Wilson as a quarterback. He's he's proven himself in the NFL. He's uh, he's shown he can play in big games. I would like this move as a Bears fan. Yes. Okay? Yeah. I, I mean, I saw him when he was a rookie back in 2012, played the Chicago Bears. It was sadly the last game Brian Urlacher ever played in a Bears uniform. And the following week, sadly, Lovey Smith was fired as the Bears head coach, which honestly, to this day, I will say one of the worst mistakes that the Bears made of the last century was firing yeah. Lovey Smith. Yeah. But it, he beat him in overtime, and he's won my respect ever since then. I've drafted him multiple years for fantasy football because it's crazy with his production. That's like he has one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and he's still able to put M- put up MVP numbers week year in and year out. It's crazy, and he's proven himself to be a leader. Even as a rookie, he's always been willing to give back to the community. He always visits the Children's Hospital of Seattle on Mondays, or even or on Tuesdays, Tuesdays or on Tuesdays during the NFL season, in case he's playing on Monday night football, (laughs) but it's just like, he's just been a great guy and he's proven himself as a leader. His players in the locker room, love him. He's willing to like mentor guys. Like he's turned like, look, he's made DK Metcalf into a monster in the NFL. Tyler Lockett, a five foot 11, 185 pound receiver. He's turned him into one of the best speedster burning wide receivers in the league. He's got, and this is crazy, like going back to his offensive line, he has one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And I understand what, with his frustration in Seattle, his situation has become better because all that he needs, he want, he doesn't want more weapons. He wants just guys to protect him. Like the rookie that they drafted, that Dwayne Brown trade has helped them. But it's like, you got to invest more in your offensive line. You got to protect your, your 40, your $35 million quarterback. Yeah. Protecting the quarterback is very essential. Yeah, and he's 32 now. He's starting to hit that age where it's like Michael Vick became a pocket passer when he re-entered the league with the Philadelphia Eagles. He hit that point where it's like, I can't use my legs anymore. I got to become a pocket passer. Russ is starting to get to that point at 32 at 32 years of age to keep himself healthy, to make sure that he could play what he wants to up to like Brady's age of 42, 45 he can't be a scrambler anymore. He can't extend plays. He's got to learn how to, it's just, he's got to learn. And Seattle has to as well. They need to invest into protecting him. And I understand with Chicago, how with Chicago, him coming to Chicago with the rumors from Adam Schefter that he would be happy to come to Chicago. Yes. Even the bears fans would be happy because we finally have a franchise quarterback that we've been looking for probably for, I would say for the last like 30, 40 years, we haven't had a franchise quarterback since Jim McMahon. And it took Jake Cutler of anyone to break, to hold most of our franchise records. Jake Cutler holds our franchise records at the quarterback position. We haven't had a guy throw for over 4,000 yards and we're the oldest, we're one of the oldest franchises in the NFL because we've always had great backs like Matt Forte, Walter Payton, Gail Sayers, Red Grange. We never had to rely much on the pass. The NFL has changed. You need to be able to throw the ball as much as you can run the ball. I mean, Tennessee's proven it perfectly that you can run for like 150, 200 yards and get 300, 400 yards through the air. They've proven that this league has changed. You need a balanced attack. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I really do. 
And do you have anything else on Russell Wilson and the Bears? Well, I think like if he comes to Chicago, I think Chicago will embrace him. And I honestly think with him under center, even though he's 32 years old, I think he can lead us to at least one or two Super Bowls if we can keep that defense intact. Because this is going to be the return of the Legion of Boom for him. I think that's what interests him in coming to Chicago is he'll have a defense because Seattle is sadly, their defense has regressed tremendously since the Legion of Boom disbanded. The only man left from the Legion of Boom is really KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. That's it of the Legion of Boom. The Legion of Boom is no more. Sure, you got Jamal Adams. You're trying to build a second generation of the Legion of Boom, but you needed you need a pass rusher because they had they had Frank Clark on that squad, or no, no, Cliff Averill, and then they traded away Frank Clark to the Kansas City Chiefs because he couldn't afford his contract, and you get Jadavion Clowney to replace Frank Clark, but he only lasts one year in Seattle. Right. What right. what's going on? Like what's going on with your defense? Right. Right. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Um, all right. Uh, Jake, uh, thank you for coming on. Hey, no problem. Once again, thank you for having me and letting me ramble on about some of these rumors going on with Chicago and all these other stories should be like, once again, how we mentioned before, this should be a fun off season for the NFL. Yeah. Thank you, man. No uh, problem. That I could help again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. I appreciate that. Right. No problem. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. No problem. See you. See you.